Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Lin Lee. Prime Minister Lee Sin Lung covered an extensive range of issues tugging at the heartstrings of Singaporeans in his National Day rally. A recurring message of reassurance reverberated across his Malay, Mandarin and English speeches as PM Lee talked through a slew of new measures and the rationale behind them. Among them, a new classification for built-to-order housing projects. Along with that change, singles will soon be able to buy new two-room flats in any location. Plus, a new $7 billion modular package to help Singaporeans aged 50 and older meet their retirement needs and a renewed focus to help the elderly age well, both physically and mentally. There'll also be financial support for workers upskilling after getting retrenched. And as part of efforts to cushion the GSD hike, PM Lee says the government is studying how to enhance the assurance package. Above and beyond, PM Lee took heart in reassuring Singaporeans that political succession plans are back on track. For more insights, we're joined by Dr. Matthew Matthews, head of IPS Social Lab at the NUS Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy. Welcome to the show, Dr. Matthews. Hi, good to be here. And we also have with us Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law at the Singapore Management University and former nominated Member of Parliament. Good morning, Eugene. Good morning, Lin Lee. Good morning, Matthew. Now, Eugene, some interesting observations. PM Lee injected humour across all three speeches, even as he tackled hard-hitting issues. So how would you assess the overall tone of this year's NDR compared with his rally speeches made over the last couple of years? And what does it signal? I would say, you know, it was a speech that sought to reassure Singaporeans. You know, I, I think the concerns with purse strings, right, whether cost of living, uh, I think was something that uh, PM Lee tapped at people's heartstrings um, at the same time, right? So it was really about trying to assure them, you know, that despite the various concerns, you know, the government is aware of them and that the government is, is working hard at those issues. I think there was also that, that theme of inclusive. Right. So regardless of, you know, key policies that have done Singapore well, for example, housing, um, you know, the effort to continue to make policies inclusive uh, is something that, you know, the government is always working on. So I would say that, you know, the overall tone was one of confidence, uh, you know, despite the global uncertainties. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, it was also very much about trying to rally Singaporeans together in a new spirit that recalls, you know, what the founding fathers adopted when Singapore first became independent. Okay, Dr. Matthews, you've been involved in over 50 research projects to date, most of which focus on social policy issues. The focus on ageing and housing, two closely interconnected issues. To what extent do the measures announced cover the key challenges we're seeing in the social space? Well, I must say that PM has been discussing issues on housing and ageing at quite a number of NDRs because these really are very pertinent matters which affect all Singaporeans. But that matter, of course, of doing employment issues. On ageing and housing, I think this is the first time I've seen him link both these issues together in the NDR. And the reality is our society's median age is getting higher. And in the decade or so, we'll see a lot more people who are in their 60s, many well in their 80s, 90s. Uh, Really, ageing shouldn't be a liability. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, we have to accept that ageing does pose quite a few challenges in terms of living arrangements. 
in when Priyam was talking about this whole notion of aging in the community, this is really the aspiration that many Singaporeans have, wanting to stay uh, in the neighborhood that they're familiar with, retain quite a bit of independence. Jobs have changed in society. The children may not be there with their parents all the time, might live quite a distance away. And so this whole thing about making sure that we have spaces which are created. So I think the NDR points to this governmental interest to ensure that efforts uh, continue to develop housing estates which don't neglect to leave out that older segment. And of course, you know, many of the discussions, whether it's the better walkways, uh, shelters, and, and some of these features don't just help those on wheelchairs, but also, you know, I mean, parents with young children. So I think all these features, whether it's the specialized apartments, community care, and also taking care of the social isolation needs, I think when you put it together in a whole, I, I do believe that it, it provides that needed reassurance to not just those who are much older, but also younger people who are looking mm-hmm. at greying and their own parents. Mm-hmm. I think this provides them the kind of reassurance they probably need. Dr. Matthews, delving a little bit deeper on housing, the government will be rehauling the public housing classification as Prime Minister Lee announced. Do you see that as a move more targeted at controlling the prices or will it have wider effects on the social mix as well in the longer term? Uh, The the rehaul certainly will be an important mechanism for controlling prices. But I think at the same time, it will also encourage the kind of social mix that we have come to expect associate and expect that public housing, you know, public housing is also supposed to deliver not just shelter, but also some kind of social goals, including helping people to feel a bit uh, all different social classes within uh, neighbourhood and uh, environment. PM did mention some the new BTOs had to be priced much higher if they were going to be situated in more convenient places, especially those more favoured estates. And that signalling comes with high prices for BTO. When you have high prices for BTO launches, this puts quite a bit of anxiety, especially for those who are not financially as well off. This idea that housing, especially better public housing options, are out of their reach. And so I think this move, certainly will do something to curb some of the anxiety, especially if you have rehauling the classification, prices of public housing, even those which are high in demand probably will attract a lot more subsidies. But of course, on the other hand, there'll be higher minimum occupation periods. There'll be the clawing back of some subsidies when people sell it back in the open market. And and all these uh, focus people on the ultimate goals of public housing, which is really on home ownership rather than asset appreciation. And when we kind of put that balance together, I do think this, this helps both controlling prices and this broader agenda social media. Eugene, PM touched on a number of issues and many varied segments of the population will be benefiting from the slew of measures he talked about, including young seniors, as PM called them, workers, singles, elderly. What is the message that he's trying to send here? It is a message of reassurance. It is a message of inclusivity, you know, and, and for me, you know, speaking as a member of the, the young senior um, <laughs> uh, cohort, uh, you know, it, it was really a, a surprise. But I think it reflects the concern that many Singaporeans have, you know, about retirement adequacy and, you know, the idea that if you want to get people to continue to rally behind, you know, the whole idea and ideal of Singapore, then there is a need to care, you know, for people throughout their lives, uh, you know, particularly when they have, you know, held on to a job, you know, being an active member of society. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, the consideration is that, you know, people 
uh, must be taken care of. You know, and I think as Dr. Matthews have, have pointed it out, I mean, you know, when you look at all the different changes, when we talk about aging in place and all, it is about trying to ensure, you know, that, that people will find life in, in Singapore, one in which, you know, uh, th- there is care and concern. Um, and we, we also had the singles, right, who, who f- I think for a, a while have been felt that they've been either marginalized or perhaps even ignored uh, when we talk about uh, public housing. So the tweaks to public housing for seniors, I think it's something that will widen housing options for them, but at the same time also bring the theme of affordable and accessible public housing to this segment of Singapore's population. If you've just joined us, we are joined by Dr. Matthew Matthews, head of IPS Social Lab at the NUS Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy. And we also have with us Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law at the Singapore Management University, who is also a former nominated member of Parliament. Dr. Matthews, we can't deny that the value of inclusive progress remains critical as Singapore continues to develop. Based on what you heard in PM's speech last evening, are those initiatives sufficient in narrowing the social divide? Never the idea about being sufficient, but uh, certainly we are moving towards that. We're really on the road to narrowing the social divides. I can think of uh, greater emphasis, also government involvement in preventive health care. It's a big part of this effort to narrow divides. You know, it's well known internationally that those who are less well off do develop a lot more health issues. And really because they can't afford preventive health care, uh, which is for a lot of people, it's good to have if you have the money, but not necessary. Really, though we know the fact that preventive health care is exceptionally important component of keeping people healthy, especially in the longer term. So now with more emphasis and, and you know, all the follow-up and discussion on healthy SG, uh, this has potential to reduce the gap substantially. And of course, the announcements, whether it's housing affordability, I mean, just like what uh, Professor Eugene Tan mentioned, I mean, more help for the modular generation, eventual retirement adequacy. These are all important steps. Recognizing that some groups in society are disadvantaged and sometimes go for on their own at various kinds of structural conditions. And plus, you need some kind of collective solution so everyone can be included in Singapore's progress, whether it's to ensure that they have convenient public housing options available to them, decent retirement adequacy or the ability to train. Okay, Eugene, on leadership succession, PM Lee stressed that the recent controversies will not delay political renewal. He quoted founding Prime Minister Lee Kuan Yew's words as the guiding principle to how PAP is dealing with issues of late. Is that enough to rebuild the trust of the electorate? I think it is a necessary step, but certainly not sufficient on its own. And I think, you know, with PM using the National Day Rally platform, I think he's underscoring that he will do it to his utmost, you know, to ensure that the system is one that Singaporeans would be proud of, one that is clean, incorruptible, or at least kept to a minimum. And I think hearkening back to Lee Kuan Yew's words, um, you know, was really about trying to say that, well, you know, the current generation of leaders are not less committed to the themes of incorruptibility and clean governance. Uh, And I think he is really also emphasizing, you know, that that's really the benchmark and that the government under him, you know, will have to strive to ensure that that benchmark is, is attained. So I should again as, you know, in light of the recent controversies that Singaporeans may be concerned about, you know, whether we have slackened. And I think, you know, despite the matter being embarrassing to the PAP government, PM Lee made it clear yesterday evening, you know, that, that this is not something that, um, you know, he's, he's trying to avoid. Um, and once again, you know, provided that assurance that under his watch, you know, things will improve. But I think certainly people are going to look at the policies, people are going to look at what sort of changes are being made, you know, to ensure that these sort of setbacks, uh, you know, which will occur, you know, but will be far and few uh, in between.
How much of that do you think has set the stage for the 4G team ahead of the next general election? And the million-dollar question, how far away is the next GE? Well, I think if, if you look at the work for the 4G leaders, I think it is very much cut out for them. I think the, all eyes will now be on the Forward Singapore report. But more than that, you know, the implementation of whatever policy shifts, uh, new policies that the government will be introducing. And, and I think when we look at the Forward SG report, one shouldn't be surprised if it forms a key plank of the PAP manifesto in the next general election. So it is very much about, you know, moving forward, but at the same time, ensuring that society is brought along. And the million dollar question, (laughs) well, I think we we are certainly at least a year away. I think, you know, the report will only come out at the end of this year and there'll be time taken, you know, to implement the policy shifts and all. And I would say that, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done to ensure that, you know, the government is able to go to the the polls, you know, with as good a report cut as possible. And, And I think, you know, going by the speech yesterday, you know, it's really about trying to get these policies off the ground and that the government is not really, you know, having the elections in mind, but rather working towards it through the many policies that they have indicated that they're working on. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining us. We've been speaking with Dr. Matthew Matthews, head of IPS Social Lab at the NUS Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy, and Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law at the Singapore Management University and former nominated member of Parliament. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.